The Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Clippers last night had the second highest scoring game in NBA history. We're going to break it all down, talk about how each team performed in this game right after this. Thank you for tuning in to the number one place for your daily basketball fix, NBA Central. Hosted by the one and only CEO Hayes. All right, basketball fans, welcome to another episode of NBA Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. And this game last night was a wild game to see two California teams, the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Clippers, go at it. Uh, the, the, the Kings winning this game 176 to 175. This was the second highest scoring game in NBA history. This, like, keep in mind, 76-year NBA history. On top of that, the only game that was scored more points was Detroit against Denver back in 1983, right? So the, the fact of just that, it's a historic game to just, just because of that reason. But then when you look at the storylines going into it, this was Russ' first game with the Los Angeles Clippers in which he fit in pretty nicely, right? Was able to do some things. He did foul out in this game. But the Kings, who have had one of the best offenses in NBA history this season, just continue to perform. De'Aaron Fox, 42 points that he scores, and Sabonis, 20 points on top of that. We also have Malink Monk scoring 45 points off the bench, going 6 of 12 from three-point range, and 15 of 24 overall from the field. Um, This was a fun game to watch, guys. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, 34 and 44 points, respectively. Uh, Russell Westbrook with 17 points, 14 assists. And a lot of those questions on how is he going to fit with this Clippers team, uh, you got to see how he theoretically could fit in over the course of the season. Let's see if they can make it in. But Russ, 17 points, 14 assists, five rebounds on top of that, one steal. He did add seven turnovers, though, so we need to get that underhand. But this was a game that if you were watching it as an NBA fan, especially with scoring and as many, you know, you get some traditional basketball fans who just like the scoring in the NBA right now is ridiculous. And it is. And this was kind of the game that you either loved or you hated. A double overtime game that the Sacramento Kings did end up pulling out and winning that ends up being the second highest scoring total in NBA history is crazy. Three out of the four quarters in this game, we had one team at least score 40, over 40 points, and two of those quarters, both of the teams scored 40 points. And then like, it's just, it was bananas. And if you got to see this game and got to experience it, this was just one of those games that kept you on the edge of your seat. You wanted to know who was going to get hot to do some things down the stretch. You know, Russell Westbrook, like I said, filing out of this game, unfortunately, you know, for, for him in that one, he wasn't able to be in this game. I don't know if it would have how much it would have affected the outcome of this game at all. But this is this game kind of just brings home how fun the playoffs are about to be for the Western Conference and in the NBA as a whole. But when you look at just the, the, the level, both teams shooting over 50 percent from the field. So it wasn't even one of those games where teams were just chucking it up and no defense was being played. 57% from three-point range were the Clippers, and 43% were the Kings in this game from three-point range. This was just, this was one of the, the more exciting games, and just wild games that I have ever watched in my 36 years on this earth. And uh, it, was, it was a fun game. And when you look at like the scoring, and people always ask, why is the scoring up so much in the NBA? And some people say, uh, you know, they blame it on just the lack of defense. And it isn't really that in all honesty, right? It's the combination of these athletes we have some of the more versatile athletes at every position that we've ever had in the history of the sport. And you're seeing that in a game like this, right? You have players that, you know, the adoption of small ball across the league, even though it really didn't affect either one of these teams, but just, just the way that these teams are playing, the way that they're going about their business 
um, to watch like the up and down. And the, when it went into that first overtime, it was like, come on, man. And then when it went into that second overtime, I literally sat there and was like, hey, I think this may be one of, not the best game, right? It wasn't the best brand of basketball. The coaches, uh, even, even uh, the Kings coach, Mike Brown, came out and talked about like some of his frustration with the games and, and things were. But, you know, for just especially casual NBA fans, this was a game that if you got to watch, you're always going to remember. And that's what makes the NBA so special, right? is that when you get to see things like this, and neither one of these teams are my teams. I'm not historical fans of either one of these teams. And so the, the fact that I'm sitting here watching this game on the edge of my seat for every single second, um, it's, it's unbelievable. And that's what this game really was. Um, and it was a lot of fun, uh, like I said, to watch. Wasn't necessarily the best basketball brand of basketball played if you're, if you're a purist and you're into the X's and O's part of the game. But the fact that the Kings were down at one point by 14 points Late in the fourth quarter, let's keep in mind, it wasn't like they were down by 14 points early in the game and then they came out and had the second half. They were down by 14 points late in the fourth. And then they had a six-point deficit at both times in the overtime, but they stuck to it and, and, and got it through, and that's it, man. That's just it. That, that It's a testament to how there's no lead safe in the NBA, and that's truer right now than what it was at any point in NBA history. No lead is safe. None. This is the first time in Kings history that they had two players score at least 40 points in a game. De'Aaron Fox is having an amazing season who also finished with 12 assists and five steals on top of what he's playing. He's only the 12th player since 1973 with a 40-point game, 10 assists, and five steal games. That's it. The last person to do it was James Harden in 2019. We are four years removed from that. This game, when you go back and look just the, his, the historic value of this game in so many different aspects, as a historian of basketball, as a fan of the game of basketball, and basketball as a whole, not just NBA basketball, this game is going to be one of those games where we look back, you're going to see it on so many blips, and you're like, this random game at the end of February against the Kings and the Clippers, how much history was made in this game for both the teams and for the NBA as a whole? Like, Kawhi Leonard scoring 44 points for him, I think this was his biggest game this season on top of that. like. Just to see these teams rocking and rolling and playing the way they did the Kings rally, this just really brings home, to me at least, how fun these playoffs are about to be. And we talk so often about parity in the NBA, and the parity is at an all-time high this season. It's kind of the buzzword this season for a lot of uh, basketball content creators. But the parity is at an all-time high. And when you see things like this, right? Kawhi Leonard, this is Kawhi Leonard's sixth, 40th point game in his 10-year career, right? It's just, hey, listen. This was a fun game, and I know I'm kind of just going off the top of the head. This isn't one of the things where I have like a bunch of stats and historical values in front of me and stuff like that. But it's just this was a this was just what it what it means to be a basketball fan in so many ways. Just to sit back, not have really anything invested in either one of these games. Not like it could impact the standings later down the road, but like just to see and have this type of game in the in the in the end of February, coming out of the All Star break, was just. <laughs> It's honestly just fun. The Kings right now, the third best team in the Western Conference per record, whereas the, the Clippers sit at five right now, hoping to move their way up with, with the addition of Russell Westbrook. But, hey, this is just, this is a fun, can we get this to be the 4-5 matchup? Can we get the Sacramento Kings to fall to number four and the Clippers to stay at number five? Can we get this as, as the 4-5 matchup in the playoffs? And I know it's just based off one game, but this was just, this game was just that fun. It really was just that fun to see this team and, you know, the questions around Russ and Russ to come in with a, with a high-powered offense with two players that also can be ball-dominant and fit in right away. 
you know, we know he's doing some things to kind of repair um, his image after, you know, kind of being made the scapegoat for the Los Angeles Lakers situation. And Russ is going to be on a revenge tour and out. But at least in this game, he just played within the confines of the game and he figured it out and he put gave us a double double. 17 and 14 is nothing to shake your head at. And, you know, he's been averaging seven points per game um, coming off the bench for the Lakers. But to be able to do that in the starting lineup, his first uh, game in the, uh, in the starting lineup for the Clippers and just how this team and the balance of this team as well. The Clippers team is going to be a dangerous team and a hard out in the playoffs, especially when you look at Batum chipping in 19 points off the bench. Powell chipping in 24 points off the bench. Man chipping in another 10 off the bench, right? This team is a very balanced and well-rounded team. And I can't wait to see like how this team continues to come together. Eric Gordon back in the Clippers uniform, things like that. And we'll see how it ends up shaking out. But this was a fun game. You guys can let me know down below. Did you enjoy this game as much as I enjoyed this game? Please let me know all that down below. This is time for basketball fans to just have fun, man. That's all this was. This was just me wanting to talk to you guys. Have fun. This was one of the funnest games I have ever watched as a basketball fan. Like I said, not the best exit in O's basketball, but for what it was worth, it was just a fun game. You can follow the show at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail, 773-270-2799. That's it for me for today. I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.